Hey, it's Jackie, and tis the season. It's upon us, and for many of us, that means we're about to engage our family, and that can get complicated. If we're honest, many of us have this um, complex relationship with this holiday season. Welcome to the Jackie Always Unplugged podcast, where we're having off-the-record conversations. I'm Reverend Dr. Jackie Reese, founder and president of The Marcella Project. As a pastor, preacher, and thought leader, I've walked with women of faith for decades and had thousands of conversations about what women encounter solely because they are women. At work, family, their faith, with relationships, sex, the church, their bodies, and Jesus. On this podcast, we're going to be asking hard questions, dealing with real issues, and revisiting scripture with a new lens. These conversations are going to put words to your female experience. They're going to ennoble you as Jesus intended and encourage you to bring your full self to the table. It's here we're going to reshape our view. Well, welcome back. I know for some of you, you have wonderful holidays with your family. I I recognize that that not everybody finds the season problematic. Personally, I think those of you who don't are the rarity. Um, Most of us have um, lots of issues that come along with this holiday, like family dynamics, and we have heightened expectations. There might be an empty chair where our loved one once sat. There are ruptured relationships represented at the table. Sometimes we have mentally ill or unstable people there, or the drunk, or the guy who always says the most inappropriate things at the most inappropriate time. And there are these explosive topics that get brought up, politics, Black Lives Matters, are you a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, all of those things cause, create, create tension, don't they? And then there's childhood wounds. Have you ever noticed when you go back home or you get around your, your folks, they get poked. And then we have to brace ourselves because we're pretty sure we're going to have new hurts that happen also during this holiday season. And then we get around our families and we're reminded that those who should know us best actually don't know us at all. And then there's just being a woman in the middle of this season. I don't even need to say anymore. Well, except for you men. What it this season brings for us is all kinds of demands. Like we've got to shop, buy gifts, decorate, parties, cooking, cleaning, all of that extra stuff upon our already very busy lives. So yes, the holidays can be wonderful, but many of us have a complicated relationship with the season, don't we? And I've been wondering, what do I say to those of us who find this kind of difficult? Those of us who find ourselves in this love-hate relationship with Thanksgiving through the holiday of December 29th, 30th? No, actually, we even the beginning of the new year. Yeah. What do I say to you guys? How do I encourage us and comfort us, edify each other? How do I instill courage? I was thinking about this and it hit me when I was at my friend John Lanier's funeral. I attended his funeral this past week and John was known to be a guy who showed up even when it was messy. I should say actually particularly, especially when it was messy. He showed up and he loved well. And everybody at the funeral said those same things, love in presence. And John always used to say this to people, just kiss. 
not literally. He used it as an acronym, KISS, K-I-S-S. And he'd basically say, keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. For me, that means going back to the basics, just just inviting God to speak to us today, personally. Jesus, as I enter into this season, what do you have to say to me? So to create a space for the Spirit to speak, I wanted to lead us through what's called St. Ignatius Imaginary Prayer. Now, St. Ignatius is one of your church fathers from the 16th century, and he developed um, several brief sets of ways to engage scripture through meditation and prayer and mental exercises such as imaginary prayer. Imaginary prayer is really simple. Um, Basically, what it looks like is I'm going to read the passage and you try to imagine yourself in the scene. And after I read the passage, I'm just going to offer a few prompts to help you see the scene. And then I'm going to read the passage again. And I'm going to do that several times. And then I'm going to close this in a prayer and leave us with another saying that John always said. So if you've got a moment, I would really encourage you to stop what you're doing and just pause and invite the Spirit to speak through his word to you today about entering into the season. I'm going to be reading from Luke 7, verses 36 through 50. It's a, it's a scene where Jesus is at the table with a bunch of people, and it's complicated. So if you've got a moment, take some time and listen. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him, so Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. And Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. And then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, Well, I suppose the one whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the first time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So as you picture the room, try to see what the room looks like. 
What does it smell like? Who's there? Take a few minutes to just imagine it. Okay, I'm going to read it again. This time I want you to listen to any kind of word or phrase that jumps out to you. So be listening. Is the spirit accentuating any word, phrase, or concept? One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him, so Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume, and then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair, and then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. And then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. And then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, Well, I suppose the one whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the first time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Again, what does the room look like? What does it smell like? Who's there? Where is Jesus? What word or phrase jumped out to you? Okay, I'm going to read it one more time and lead you through a few more prompts. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. And then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. And then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned two people money, 
500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the first time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I want you to try to imagine where Jesus is. Where's Simon? Where are you? Okay, now that you found yourself in this scene, I want you to try to walk up to Jesus and ask him, Jesus, what would you like to say to me? I have no idea what Jesus had to say to you. I've done this kind of exercise many times before, and I I can tell you that sometimes people get frustrated because they can't get to Jesus, or they're just not used to using their imagination, so this practice can be frustrating. But for others of you, probably most of you, Jesus said something, and I would just highly recommend you hold on to that through this season. That's Jesus speaking to you personally. So Jesus, thank you for your amazing power and your work in our lives, for your goodness and for your blessings over us. Thank you that you are able to bring hope through even the toughest of times, strengthening us for your purposes. I would ask, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would renew our spirits, fill us with your peace, your joy. We love you, and we need you this day and every day forth. We give you praise and thanks. For you alone are worthy, Jesus. Amen. Okay, I told you before I close out, I need to leave you with John's words. There's another saying he said often, and I think it's helpful for us to hold on to during this holiday season. John always said, I can't, he can, and I'm going to let him. I can't, Jesus can, and I'm going to let him. Hey, if you've enjoyed this conversation, then hop on over to themarcellaproject.com and sign up for our email or check out some of our other resources. You can also find me on the Marcella Project Facebook page or on every other platform of social media as Jackie Reese, R-O-E-S-E. Have a great day.